Hello, my name is Holly Owens, and welcome to Ed Up Ed Tech, the podcast that keeps you in the know about all the latest ed tech happenings. We interview guests from around the globe to give you deeper insights into the ed tech industry, the field of instructional design, and more. We're proudly a part of America's leading podcast network, the EdUp Experience. It's time to sit back and enjoy the latest episode of EdUp EdTech. Morning, everyone. It's Friday. We're finally here. We made it. And I'm excited to speak with you this morning about jobs every Monday. And Friday, I'm going to go live to talk about jobs. And I can't wait to chat with you today to talk about some interview tips and tricks. Um, Obviously, I can't wait to share some of the resources that I have that have been curated by myself and the very own, my very good friend and co-host, Nadia Johnson. So I'm excited to share that information with you this morning. Um, And I have posted on LinkedIn Uh, post number 110, and we'll go over some of the jobs that I posted today. Um, There's a pretty cool one in there from the George Lucas Educational Foundation. So I want to talk about that as well. So thank you very much for joining in. Um, I'm going to open up some resources here to share. So on Monday, we talked about how do you stand out. Um, And now I want to talk a little bit about when you do land the interview, what do you do to prepare? Um, You know, it's very much an overwhelming situation when you're thinking about the interview process and preparing to go into, whether it's a Zoom room or an in-person room, um, and and figuring out what they're going to ask, uh, just anticipating those questions. Um, And one of the things that I came up with um, about a about six months ago is an interview pocket guide. So I really want to go over the, the the whole interview process and how that all works because here in the United States, we have a very, I don't want to say drawn out, but it's a very difficult, it's a very challenging process um, that is, that's contained with multiple different rounds of interviews. Um, I think the longest interview rounds I've ever had were Let's see. I think I went through six one time. Um, and then, uh, you know, it took a while. It took about a month after the sixth interview round to actually land the role, um, which was absolutely crazy for me. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you have gone through that as well. Uh, but this pocket guide, let me pull this up and I can share the link in the chat as well. This pocket guide is really a great guide for you to navigate the process and navigate the different stages of the process. One of the things I like to remind people of is that when you were interviewing, that you were interviewing the company just as much as they're interviewing you. Um, It is not something where it's just a one-way street. This is the place where you're going to spend a majority of your time. So you want to make sure that you are picking a spot where you want to be as well. So I posted a link in the chat if you're online with me and I see we have a 12, about 12 people in here. Um, and I'm also going to share my screen and open up the pocket guide here in Canva. Let me go in, share. 
So here, let me go to, do, 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 do. I'm going to get better at this, I promise. <laughs> so here is the interview pocket guide. So the first one, um, first interview that you're going to probably have, and let me see, let me do this. Let me present this. Um, so it's bigger on the screen. Where's my present button? Share. It's just because it's a Instagram link. All right. So we're going to, we'll just go through this. So the first interview that you're going to be in is the initial interview. So this is typically like a phone screening. Um, it, it, it could be a phone screen. It could be, um, a live zoom. Um, and it's typically with somebody who may be a recruiter at the company, or it may be somebody who's a part of the team. They just do an initial screening to get an idea of what your experience is and talk. Maybe they have some questions, quick questions about your resume typically doesn't last that long. And it's usually just one person and you, um, and this is the one where they decide to, if they're going to move on and progress with you in the different rounds. Um, it's really more about your experience. So they want to make sure that what you're putting on your resume, you know, that's really what your experience is and get an idea of, of what you've been doing in different roles prior to coming to here. So that one's, that one's the phone screen. And when we think about some of the questions that get asked again, that experience, what experience do you have that fits the role? How long have you been working in the particular field, whether it's instructional design, whether that's e-learning, um, education, you know, thinking about your experiences, that, that's really what you're going to speak to and your skills as well. They want to make sure that you possess a certain set of skills that align with what's in the job description. And as I said before, it's important for you as well to also interview them. So at every stage, you should be asking them questions as well, not just at the committee stage, not just at the at the, the end of the, the interview process. And you should never, when they say, do you have any questions for us? Don't say no. Take this as an opportunity to ask questions, to get more insight into the company. Um, so one of the things you definitely want to ask in the initial um, interview phase, and this is going to be something that's very important to you as you're trying to jump into a role is what is the time for hire for this role? Is it going to take six weeks? Is it going to take three months? Is it going to take six months? So get clarity around that. Um, and make sure that they provide you with that information because they have an idea about when they want to hire and who, the, what they're going to do in the process, how long it takes with the HR, the different, if they do background checks, that sort of thing. So make sure you definitely ask that question. Ask about what onboarding looks, looks like. Is there a 30, 60, 90 day plan? Is there, you know, a plan that you take two weeks of two to three weeks of onboarding and learning the different systems. And then you're giving your first project. So how does that look at the company? Um, you know, make sure you clarify the expectations and priorities around the first 90 days in the role, because this is going to be the part where the learning curve is super steep. And you want to make sure that you understand like what their expectations are. So you can align with that if you do get the position. And then of course, if the salary is not listed, um, get clarity around that. It's okay to ask this question. It's okay to ask about salary range, get some clarity around that. This is our livelihood. So we want to make sure that we know that the salary that they're offering or the range that they're offering is going to work for our budgets and us just living. So the next one is um, the committee interview. So typically what happens in the committee interview, and excuse me for going to different screens since making sure everybody can see everything, is this is a group thing. So you're going to be with people who are 
potentially going to be on your team, probably going to be on your team. And there may be a few others, depending on what sector you're in that are outside of, of the committee or the department that you're, you're working in. So for example, in higher education, sometimes they bring in faculty, corporate, sometimes they bring in people from different L and D departments that, you know, maybe are stakeholders in the situation. But in the group interview, this is really where you get into the nitty gritty of like, you know, talking about different things that you've experienced in previous positions, talking about the strengths you bring, you know, tell us about your top priorities for the role. So you need to have a good understanding of what the job is and do a little bit of research, you know, about the company, maybe the role, or if you are connected with somebody on LinkedIn, that's you know, works at the company, maybe have them give you some insight, but do as much research as possible so that you have an idea of what the company is like before you step into this group interview. One of the questions that gets asked quite often in this is how would you approach this situation? How would you approach if you have somebody who's disagreeing with you or how did you fare when you had a situation where things didn't work out for a project? Um, all, all that that those different difficult questions that we, those make me nervous, honestly. Like, how do I answer this? I don't want to answer something that it was a negative thing, a failure, but actually it's a really good question for them to ask so, that, so they can see how you work in that sort of environment because failure is a part of the process and it's not a bad thing. It, it teaches you lessons, you know, moving forward in the position. So just come with some examples um, of, of particular scenarios or have those handy so that you can answer those questions specifically about things that happened in previous roles. And then it's definitely your opportunity here to ask committee members what what's happening in their organization. Um, you know, is this going to be a team or is it going to be just me by myself? Um, you maybe, like I said, do the research if they have a strategic plan or they have some business goals that are available out on their site. You know, maybe ask a question about those because that shows interest in their organization. And it also gives you insight too, into what the role is going to be like, or what the company culture is like. Talk about the technologies. What systems do they use to communicate? What are the expectations around that? If you're going into an instructional design role or e-learning role, what kinds of technologies are they using to build their e-learning? Um, you know, what are the different things that you'll be expected to learn or come in with some previous knowledge and become proficient at? And then again, the onboarding. If you don't ask this question in the initial in, in the initial stage, ask this here and get more specific about it. What is the time to proficiency for you in this role? Do they give you two or three months to get acclimated to the company and acclimated to your role? And then you jump into a project. So again, you want to get as much clarity around possible as onboarding, because I think this says a lot about the organization and how they manage things. So definitely definitely get the clarity around what is happening with the onboarding process. All right. Next, next one, next interview stage is typically the leadership interview. And this really does depend on what sector you're going into. I see this a lot in the higher education field. So you're meeting the, 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 we call it, I call it the big boss, the, the main director or supervisor. Um, and this is a, typically a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them. Um, so questions they're going to ask you, it's going to probably be really informal, um, depending upon what, again, what sector you're in, they'll want you to tell you about them, tell you about yourself and, you know, um, maybe ask a little bit about 
how you align with the, the company or organization's mission. Um, they might ask you, which I've had this happen before, what you like and don't like about their services or products. So feel free to be, you know, honest in the situation. And they might dig into things. Why do you depart your previous role? That's not something you have to answer. You know, they just want to get an idea of like, you know, why you're leaving. Maybe if there was, uh, you only stayed somewhere like a year and a half, uh, you got laid off or something like that. Um, but feel free if you, you don't feel comfortable answering this question, you're going to say, I'm just looking for a new position and I'm looking to expand my career and jump into a new role because that's what I want to do. That's typically what I want to do. I want to jump into a new position and learn new things. Um, and then again, questions you should ask. So you have to, you have to also ask questions to them. Just don't just be nervous about the meeting with the big boss, ask them things around metrics how does growth look at your company? Is this a role that's just you're at the top level once you're in, or is it something where you can get promoted? Is there an opportunity to professionally develop? Um, you know, and ask them about their experiences in the leadership role, because again, this is going to give you insight into what's happening at the company. Um, so 100%, this is, this is a great, this is a great time for you to ask more questions about, from the leadership perspective, what's going on at the company um, and ask them if they have any tenants or principles. These may be listed on their site um, along with their mission statement, but get a, get a, you know, a more specific look into that. So you can make a decision about if this is a place that you want to be. All right. And then, so this one, this particular pocket guide is four stages. I've seen anywhere. So working at Amazon, Amazon does two stages, phone screen, and then group. And then, that's, that's it. So it really depends upon the company. Um, average is three to four rounds. Um, uh, but the final interview stage is really to just like kind of wrap things up. Maybe they forgot to ask a few questions. They want you to give more clarity around there's you and another finalist and they want to get some more clarity around specific projects or things that you've done or experiences and skills. But again, another opportunity for you to get clarity around what's happening in the company culture. Um, you know, maybe ask some questions about efficiencies with calendars. I know that's a huge deal in many places is that, you know, you're in meetings all day. So how do you get any work done? So do they protect the employees calendars? Is there like, a, you know, a Fridays where there's a no meetings or there's Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons where nobody has meetings because it's, it's focus, it's work time. Um, again, ask about professional development. Do you get to go to conferences? Do you get to present at conferences? Do you get to go have uh, training on a, a certain technology if they offer it in person or virtual? Again, clarity around growth if you didn't get that from the leadership interview. And then ask the question, when can you expect to hear about a final decision? The majority of the anxiety about landing a role comes around when you're going to hear about it. Is it going to be one week? Is it going to be two weeks? Is it going to be three business days? So you really want to get the clarity around what's the, this, when is the decision going to be made? When are you going to hear about if you got the role or not? I know that sitting down and, and just, you know, waiting to hear when, when that role is going to be, is it going to, is it going to be me? Did I, did I get the role? That's, that's a lot of anxiety uh, and situations for me. So I, I would absolutely want you to ask clarity and get clarity around 
when they're going to make the decision. And I encourage you, and I'm gonna talk about this in another talk, post-interview, what you do is again, if you're not hearing back, you do a follow-up email. Um, and I definitely have some tips for after the interviews, what you do, like thank you notes, that kind of thing, but that's gonna be for another talk. So this pocket guide is linked in the chat. Um, you can go in, you can view it, you can save it, you can use it for yourself. There are obviously more things that may need to be on here and feel free to add those or explore those for yourself. But these are the main things I've seen over the 17 years I've been in, in, in instructional design, higher education, education, and in the corporate setting now. These are the questions that get asked and these are the questions you should ask when you're going into the interviews. All right. So, um, let me stop sharing my screen. I did post job postings for today and I hope you've seen them. Um, so let me pull up that job posting so I can link to them. And one of the great roles that's on here that I think is pretty cool. And Karen Costa shared this is the George Lucas educational foundation. Um, there wasn't, I went out and I looked for, um, some salary ranges, but based on the position, it's going to be 60 K plus. Um, so this, if this is something that you want to explore, I encourage you to, and there's some other great positions on there as well that I got from skip jobs, which is Chelsea Averett's site. So I definitely encourage you to go out there. She's always posting wonderful roles, um, especially for transitioning educators. All right. We got about three minutes left. So I want to open it up for questions. Um, so if you have any questions you want to ask me about the interview process or the different rounds, feel free to put those into the chat and I'll be happy to answer them live. Take a sip of my coffee. Any questions? Last time I didn't get to see the questions, but I see people commenting. So that's good. I see there's quite a few people inside the, the pocket guide, which is awesome. I hope you, I hope that resource is super valuable to you as you are you are trying to land a role um, and I'm happy to answer any questions or if you have comments about that as well. I'm, I'm always welcome to feedback on, on those documents. I continue to update them and modify them as things are happening. All right. Let's see. I don't see any questions. Oh wait, here we go. Any advice for UX transitioning? So I'd, I'd ask you about what sector you're going into first when it comes to UX transitioning. Um, is it is it corporate? Is it education based? What what sort of setting are you going into? Or are you trying to get into the UX design field? Because that's something that requires a certain skill level and definitely knowledge of certain technologies. So I would definitely encourage you to talk more about what sector you're going into, and then you can explore what the expectations are through research and job descriptions about that particular role. So maybe some more clarity around what sector and, and what are you, are you looking to get in the corporate education, government, you know, where are you been looking to go? Hey, Heather, I got asked yesterday with my experience in the, in the ed tech sector, how can I transition to adult learning? You know, that's one thing that you can talk pedagogy and andragogy are very much related. Um, and one of the things you can say is you're an adult learner yourself. 
Um, you understand how adults learn. Um, you definitely have experience and learning experience yourself. So using that personal experience, you can grow from that. Um, and you, if you have a master's in instructional design or technology, Intragogi is definitely going to be something that comes up in the curriculum, hopefully. Um, and you can do some research about it if you don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, definitely look at the differences between the pedagogy and andragogy, but you're an adult learner um, and you have experience. You know what people like. You see what's happening in the world with social media and things and how people are engaged in things like TikTok and, um, you know, other like pop culture and stuff. And how does that all relate to learning? What do adults like? Adults have no time. They want quick things, maybe like micro learning. So, you know, already as an adult learner, what those expectations are going to be. Um, and also, too, if they ask you about that, I might throw in some accessibility things around adult learning, like universal design for learning and how that impacts the adult learner. Uh, because once we get out of school, if somebody has a learning disability, that doesn't necessarily go away. So that might make you like stand out a little bit more as if you're talking about, while you know, adult learners like to, they like real world application. It's more of a constructivist perspective. Um, but also too, you like to incorporate things where people feel included and everybody can access the information. You're very cognizant about adding alt text, about adding captions to your videos, making sure there's a variety of different, it's multimodal, different formats that people can ask stuff with, because that's a part of adult learning as well. All right. All right, we're at, we're at about 20 minutes, 21 minutes now. Let's see if there's any other questions. All right. Any advice to tailor your resume to the position? I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of tailoring resumes to each position. Maybe change some wording to align with some of the 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 words that they use to to show that you have that experience. But I also would say that I don't think you should tailor every single resume to every single position because that's a lot of work on your part. Um, but maybe a few keywords, um, maybe put some things in the chat GPT. I'm not opposed to using that, but make sure it, you have that experience. I'm not saying lie on your resume. I'm saying, you know, if they talk about, for example, developing learning objectives and you have experiences in a K through 12 setting, you can say you've de developed, you've um, developed learning objectives for, you know, younger learners and maybe you're looking to get into a corporate company. So that, that's something that you, you have experience in. That's probably a bad example. I couldn't think of a, a better one off the top of my head, but as long as it aligns with, with your experience and you're not lying, that's, that's something that I would do. I'm a UX at an ed tech company and also looking into getting corporate and go tech. All right. So I would say one of the first things I would do is if you haven't already is researching those roles at those companies um, and or talking to people who work at those companies in those roles to get a better idea of what they're doing, have a short chat with them, maybe message them through LinkedIn. Um, and if you haven't already, it's really, really important. And I always stress this too, is to make a list of like, when you're looking through those jobs, what are the main things you're seeing? Because if you go to UX design jobs, you're going to see like commonalities among them. And those are the things you need to focus on. If you want to transition from ed tech into the corporate and go, you know, go that very high tech, because working at a tech company, you're obviously going to, you obviously have experience in it in that industry. But when you go corporate, things might be a little bit different. They might move a little bit faster. 
Um, and EdTech operates very much like an education-based organization, but it's a very corporate feel. Um, it's not because you're working with different educational institutions. So I would say the first thing I would do is just go out and do research and figure out from those postings and what you're seeing, things you like, don't like, what are the commonalities between those positions in the corporate space? And then you can go from there and figure out where you may, may need to upskill or where you mean, may need to get some more information about, well, what does this mean? Because sometimes jobs posting, um, they have a lot of buzzwords and some, or sometimes they're very convoluted and I don't understand exactly what they're asking. So I, I definitely go out and ask, like put it into Google to get some clarification around what, what they're actually asking for in this responsibility. But talking to other people who are in the role is a huge, huge advantage as well. All right. That's great, Heather. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. That's awesome. Oh, you're welcome, Johanna. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining. I'm going to log off and go into Amazon land, but I appreciate you joining in. I will do this again on Monday and on Monday I'm planning to dive more into the interview questions and what they're really asking. So, um, Donadia Johnson came up with a great document about here's a question, but here's what they're really asking. So you can do a little bit more of that prep. And again, don't forget that you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. And you want to be a place that this is a place that you want to work because you're spending a majority of your time there. And you definitely want to feel comfortable with the company culture and what their goals are. And you want it to align with, with what you want to do. So good luck and have a great weekend. You've just experienced an another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. Be sure to visit our website at edupedtech.com to get all the updates on the latest edtech happenings. See you next time.